Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And today I am going to explore the curious story of Svetko Stoyanovich. It's a peculiar story and a bit of a sad one that I uncovered when I was doing a video on the Harmon Halliday Cemetery, which is located off of Morgan Road in Bedford Township, just north of Battle Creek. And you might find it a very interesting story. So come along and join me. So earlier this year in 2022, I visited the Harmon Halliday Cemetery. And I began by filming the headstones there and the grave markers. And basically that cemetery is so small that it's possible to film every single headstone marker in the cemetery within a few hours, you know, just walking around. Um, there was probably, oh, I'm going to guess there's probably maybe 200 people there at the most. That may be even a stretch. So anyways, I was there filming it. I took a different approach this time. I didn't really research who was buried there. Before I went, I decided to go ahead and film all of the headstones and just come back and do research after I had captured all of my video. And I'm sure glad I did because there was one headstone that was a monolithic style stone that was maybe four feet tall in the far corner of the cemetery. It was on the southeast corner of the cemetery. If you're facing Morgan road while you're standing in that cemetery. It would be on your right and behind you in the far corner. So I was visiting there and I saw that marker sitting over by itself, you know, and it stood roughly about four or five feet high. And I was curious about it. And of course, I wanted to go see it because it looked like a very old marker and it was somewhat old um, ultimately. And it had some very peculiar uh, markings on it. There's no markings on three sides of the stone. And the side that faces to the east had the following inscription carved into it. Svetko, period, Protich, Serbian, Auslo, B, April 20th, 1893, D, November 20th, 1934. So I interpreted this to be that this was the person's name, Svetko Protic Serbian, and that he was Serbian, or she was Serbian, not knowing um, who I was dealing with here. Auslo, I'm assuming, was his place of birth. I searched on maps, and I couldn't find any town or district named Auslo in Serbia. So I'm not sure what that was, but April, assuming it meant April. And so that somebody had some spelling issues when they put this together. Plus, it was really crudely carved. So it was like somebody who wasn't a professional stone carver put this one together. So I began by searching to find out who this person was on Find a Grave. And they had no grave indicated as Svetko Protish or with an S or with a C. And there was nothing in that cemetery that identified who that marker was in that find a grave. So I, I you know, I looked at a lot of different uh, spellings of the name and I really didn't have any success with it. All I had to go by really were the dates and then hopefully I could figure out something with one of those words that was on there, either Svetko, Protich, or 
Oslo might lead me somewhere. But either way, the headstone carving was done by somebody with an inexperienced hand. So I thought, well, maybe it was a family member or a friend that did it because perhaps the person was poor and didn't really have the financial resources and somebody bought the stone and carved it themselves or something like that. Um, So the first clue that I had when I was looking at the stone is that the person who carved it wasn't experienced, as I've mentioned before as there is a lot of other better quality carved stones in that same cemetery, which usually is an indicator that this was some sort of an outlier carver that put this one together. And the person who carved the stone really wasn't great at spelling. I also thought that Auslo might be an acronym, and I checked all forms of acronyms on that, and I was really unsuccessful in coming up with anything that might lead me to either Battle Creek or the county or some business or trade or anything related with Serbia where the person was supposedly from. So that was kind of a dead end. But I became very curious. I wanted to know who this person was. And I ended up researching the whole story and figured it out. So the next thing I did after I checked and ran into dead ends on find a grave is I went to newspapers. And I started with local papers searching all of the 1934 papers. Because I figured there had to be some indication of this person's death or an obituary. So I began in search of an obituary with any of those combinations of the names that were on the stone, you know, and that would be the logical place to start. I, that was the only reference that I had. Somebody was buried below that stone, and I have some carved names, so something like that should lead me to a clue. And um, I even did my search for that exact date, and then I went 10 days in either direction to try to really narrow it down and go paper by paper. And I didn't find anything with that exact match. However, I stumbled upon an article that was published on November 20th, 1934. Remember, this person supposedly died on November 20th, 1934. So this, of course, was a very significant clue. And it was in the Battle Creek Inquirer in evening news of that date. And the headline drew me in as having a possible connection, as you might expect. It said that the deceased person's name in the article was named Jim Pete. But when I read the article, farther down it stated that his real name was Svetko Stoyanovich. And I thought, what is the possibility of somebody by the name of Svetko dying on the exact same date, not very far from this cemetery, and there being a stone in this cemetery with the name Svetko on it? And um, so I started doing a little bit more searching on Svetko Stoyanovich, and in the Battle Creek Moon Journal, I found the same story with a similar headline. So I had a I had a clue. I began to figure out, well, this has um, got to be the right guy. You know, he's Serbian. His name is Svetko. It said it in the article, the second article I found. So I thought, what are the odds of two different men named Svetko who are Serbian dying on the same day in 1934? And I just figured this, this can't be a coincidence. It has to be the same person. So I still wanted to connect the last name or what was carved on the stone. And um, long story short... Um, I did a video on it, and I did find the story of this person's death, which I'll explain to you here in a minute. But I reached out, and I published the video, and I let people know that in the video that I wasn't 100% certain because I couldn't find a death certificate in the county records that had the name on that date. And I didn't have um, anything in the county, any other county burial records or cemetery listings, but I, I was pretty certain that this was the same person. And one of my listeners emailed me and they found a 
the actual death certificate, and we confirmed that it was him, and he was buried at the Harmon Halliday Cemetery. And um, that kind of connected the whole story for me, for sure. They sent me that as an attachment in one of the uh, postings that I had on Facebook. So that connected the story. And the one of the articles mentioned that he also had a cousin named Stanley Stoyanovich. And I even checked the city directory and I found that Stanley did exist. And he lived at, uh, he lived on South Wabash Avenue where the story said he did. They had the wrong house number in the story, but the city directory confirmed that Stanley Stoyanovich did live in the city. And so none of the articles regarding Svetko Stoyanovich indicated where he was buried. So that would be also another clue when you're looking at an obit. They often, probably about half a time in the old obituaries, will say what cemetery the person is to be interred at. A lot of times they leave it off. And, um, and by 1935, it gets kind of dicey. Sometimes they leave it on, sometimes not. But the early obituaries, it's a little bit more uh, common for them to say where the person would be buried. And... Um, but none of them indicated where it was. So when I looked up, I think Svetko Stoyanovich, they had him buried over at Bedford Cemetery. But I went over to Bedford and there was no plat. The plat number they had marked out didn't match any of the maps at, at Bedford Cemetery. So I thought it was also another clue. I thought, well, maybe they got it mixed up and they just had the wrong cemetery marked down. And because they had it listed as he was buried in the Harmon block at Bedford Cemetery. And I checked the maps and plats for. Bedford Cemetery, and there's no Harmon block there. But Harmon Halliday Cemetery is named Harmon Halliday, so that could have been referred to as the Harmon block cemetery because it was probably in the Harmon block on the old plat map. So I was pretty certain I had the right guy and I had the right cemetery and everything. And then the, the county death certificate that was finally sent to me by a listener confirmed it 100%. So what happened to this man, and why was it so obscure that he was buried in the state in the place that he was with very little records and that sort of thing. Well, Svetko Stojanovic was a Serbian immigrant and he was working in the community using the name Jim Pete among his friends. It was a name that was a lot easier for people to remember than Stojanovic or Svetko. And you find that a lot with the early immigrants that they would adopted name that was easier for Americans to understand and use so that they could get work easier and so forth. So he went by the name of Jim Pete. And I couldn't connect why he had Protich carved on his stone when his last name was Stoyanovich. And the only guess I can go at is that he was an indigent case. He was His name on a piece of paper was given to a uh, a beginning stone carver, and they said, "Look, you do this because we're not really—they're uh, not getting any money for this. So practice on the stone and carve this guy's headstone." And he carved phonetically what he thought he was reading on the paper. That's all I can think of. You know, they did get his first name correct, and um, I mean, you can imagine all kinds of stories. I imagine if you really think about it. But uh, anyhow, so that was what I concluded that would happen there. He went by Jim Pete, and um, I also discovered that he was a Greek. Orthodox church member back home in Serbia, and that his father was a minister of that church. So perhaps OUSLO had something to do with an acronym for his church or his religion on his headstone. So what happened to this man? Well, according to the article, he was known as Jim Pete, as I explained. He was a junk dealer living in Level Park, 
which is a community just west of Battle Creek. It's in the Bedford Township area. He was out riding in a car with his cousin Eli. His cousin went by the name of Eli John. So, yeah, there you go. You know, Jim Pete has a cousin named Eli John. So, obviously, they were both uh, using Americanized names. Anyways, Eli got a flat tire near Webaskin Street Bridge at about 10.30 p.m. at night. And Svetko had been feeling depressed over money matters for quite a while, uh, for several days before this. And he'd been, you know, putting this on his cousin's lines and telling him about his woes. And um, there was even some issues where his cousin or friends wrote home to his father in Serbia and said, look, you know, he's not doing very well. Could you send him some money so he could come home? And because Svetko had a lot of debts here, he was an honorable man and he was struggling in his junk dealing business making money. I guess he was dealing in either scrap iron or just collecting junk from people's trash piles and trying to resell the metal or whatever he was doing in that that line and um, wasn't making a lot of money doing what he was doing. And so they, they sent a letter home to his dad. His dad sent money and instead of going home to Serbia, he decided to pay off all his debts. And that's what he did. And so he's riding in this car with his cousin that night. And he's really depressed over the money matters because now he doesn't have, he's not making any money. He's not able to go home. He can't ask his dad for more money. And um, so his cousin Eli's driving along Webaskin Road, and they get to a bridge at about 1030 at night, and he gets a flat tire. So he gets out of the car. The cousin gets out of the car to fix the flat tire. And while he was doing that, Svetko, in a state of drama or depression or whatever, jumps out of the car, and he ends up running off into the marsh, which is at that time was near South Michigan Avenue. And he's running down, disappears into the woods. And his cousin is like standing there with a tire iron in his hand or something, trying to fix the tire. And, and Svetko runs off and he's like, God oh, dang it, you know, come back when you're done or whatever. And he fixes the tire. His cousin doesn't come back. So cousin eventually calls the police and says, you know, I'm looking for Jim Pete. He ran off in to the marsh area and he has come back and he's worried and concerned that he's gone missing maybe he fell down and hurt himself so they conducted a midnight search the police department along the river and that road and they could find no trace of Svetko and they ended up I guess searching until late in the evening and then they called it quits for the night and went home and so the next morning a crane operator he's working on an excavation nearby on a sewer project and he noticed what he thought was a hunter standing over in the woods looking up into a tree. And he didn't pay any attention to it and went back to work. And later in the morning, a gasoline truck came up and the truck driver got out. And they're at the job site refueling the crane. And he's standing there while the, the crane is being refueled. And he looks over in that direction or the man that was... Uh, running the gasoline truck looked over and said hey there's a guy standing over there and the crane operator remembered seeing him in the morning he was still standing in the same position they thought well that's kind of weird so they went over to investigate and they discovered that it was Svetko's body hanging from a tree limb suspended by a belt that was wrapped around his neck and evidently he had fastened the belt around the tree and then pulled himself up by his hands, fixed the noose, and then sagged down. So he was standing there with his knees sagged, and he hung himself. The article that came out on this story indicated they, they found no evidence that he struggled. 
And so they assumed it was a suicide that he did by his own hands, and even his cap was on his head. And you would think if he was struggling that his cap would be laying down by his side or something. So that's how they found him that morning. And after the police did their investigation, they determined it was a suicide. No one proceeded with any kind of murder investigation because they determined that he had done it to himself. Um, It is kind of peculiar that the whole set of circumstances, like him running off in the woods and he commits suicide, and I guess you could buy in the story that he was depressed and he did have money problems and... um, But, you know, you could also say that there's speculation that maybe somebody killed him. Hard to say. Anyhow, he he was found that way, and he ultimately got buried at the Harmon Halliday Cemetery in that corner lot of the cemetery. And the only other information I found on his family was that Svetko had been residing in Battle Creek for 23 years, and he made a business off of buying and selling junk, as I explained. His father was described as a priest in the Greek Orthodox Church in his native Serbia, which in 1934, that was part of Yugoslavia. And apparently, um, Svetko had been without work for about five years. And uh, I went over the story about his father had sent him money from Yugoslavia, and then he paid off the debts to his friends instead because he wanted to be an honorable man, according to his cousin. Um, Also, he had two brothers that were living in Serbia who one of them was also a priest. So there was probably a lot of that religious pressure to be an honest, forthright man and you pay your debts. And I don't think that he could have easily, in his own mind, faced his father if he took the money and went home without paying his debts that he owed. You know, so I could imagine that what was going through his mind, he was a bit stressed out not only by the finances, but he also was a uh, trying to do the right thing. And at the same time, he felt trapped and couldn't go anywhere. So sadly, he took his own life is what it appears. So that's the, uh, the curious case of Svetko Stojanovic. And I was interested to find out how many Serbian immigrants were actually living in the Battle Creek area in 1934. And apparently there there was a small community of them, maybe a, a dozen or more. Uh, there wasn't a huge amount, but there were some in the community. And his cousin, and I, they had a few friends. So that was what I discovered about that period in time. And obviously, 1934, this is before World War II and all of the buildup before that. And these were years before that was going on. So it's just a very interesting, peculiar story. I thought I would share it today. Um, It's not often that I will go through that much investigating into finding a headstone. And and it was uh, kind of connecting the dots to be able to connect the name, because the only thing that connects with his real name was the name Svetko on his headstone. Protich was probably somebody's phonetic interpretation of his last name. Auslo, maybe that refers to maybe that refers to something with the Greek Orthodox Church. I'm not sure. Serbian was his nationality. Maybe Auslo was some sort of district that was in old Yugoslavia. That maybe that's why I couldn't find it on a current. Serbian map. Maybe if I searched an old Yugoslavian map from that period, I might find that there was an Oslo. And I'm not I'm not referring to Oslo, which I think is up in another country. That there's no town named that in present day Serbia. And so we can only assume that his birth date was correct, which was eighteen ninety three, and he would have been 
about 41 years old at the time of his death. So it's just an interesting case. I thought I would share that story with you today. Some of my adventures in exploring cemeteries. And if you want to visit the Harmon Halliday Cemetery, you'll find his headstone in that far corner there. And you can uh, pay your respects to Svetko yourself. So that's going to conclude today's episode looking at the curious case of Svetko Stoyanovich. If you like today's episode and you're listening on the spotify app or the apple podcast app be sure to take a minute to leave a review or one of the five star ratings maybe hopefully i can hope for that and if you want to reach out to me you can find me at michaeldelaware.com i'm always happy to hear from listeners i have a contact form on there there's also a way that you can donate and support the show also on that website and i also have some merchandise and things in there that also goes to help supporting the work that i do here if you buy a shirt or something like that that has some interesting history thing on it. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore yet another interesting tale from Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. Thank you.